Hey! So, I noticed you have some free time, and I have some free time, so why don't we spend it together? And this week, I'd like to talk about the coronavirus, and or, you know, viruses in general, which is very depressing, to say the least. But the coronavirus has come into, you know, being a very big event. Well, not event, we're still going through it. And... Ironically, I just started a TV show, well, I didn't just start it, I just finished it, but a few, um, I'd like to say a few weeks ago I started it, but that would be a lie. I started it, like, half a week ago and I finished it all four seasons within half a week. I've had nothing to do, um, so I, and it's a really good TV show, it's called The Last Man on Earth, um. I'm into comedies, so I thought it would be funny to listen to in the background while I do stuff other than a podcast, so I was like, chill, that'd be nice. And since you know I have my puppy, um, I generally can't, like, you know, sit down and get into, into something, so I had it in the background while I was doing, like, taking care of him and everything. Anyway... But, so, the basis of this TV show is that there is only one man left on Earth, and his name is Phil Miller. And Phil Miller is a pretty trash person (laughs) at the beginning of the TV series. He is a pathological liar. He's just overall terrible guy. Um, But... Uh, he is alone for around two years because everyone else has died from the virus in 2020. And just saying that out loud makes me kind of think, huh, huh, they kind of predicted it. Like, the people who made The Last Man on Earth predicted there would be a virus in 2020 that would kill people. And I know the coronavirus isn't, you know, it's not like the Black Plague or anything like that, which was entirely devastating, but it is, it's a new, (laughs) it's a new disease or a new virus in 2020 that has killed many people and is spreading very quickly. And the, uh, this these people named, I think it was, did who? Uh, World Health Organization? I'm not sure if they named it the most deadly, not most deadly, like, it's the most spreadable type of disease currently or whatever. Like, it's code red or whatever, so it's pretty important. Pretty importante. And... That just kind of concerns me because what if we all, well, not what if we all died, like, what if a good bit of us died and it was only a very few amount of people left on Earth because of the coronavirus? And the one good thing that I like that I don't have to be with the general public as often so I don't have to deal with large groups of people and you know 
being infected and everything. So, uh, my mom, she's a nurse. I've already said that, I think. She said that the coronavirus, she looked at this Harvard study and said that the coronavirus is most likely to kill older adults who have autoimmune suppressive diseases, like, um, arthritis or any other autoimmune suppressive disorder. She has arthritis, so, well, she has rheumatoid arthritis, and so she is more susceptible to it, which kind of makes me scared. Well, not kind of, it makes me scared. And, um, the, one of the few cases that have reached America is close to where she lives, and that concerns me. She said that the younger people in the study, or whatever the Harvard guy said, was that, um, younger people, more like children or like very young adults, will not be harmed by it, so I, I think I pass. I, I, I think I won't be, like, I mean, I could be infected and everything, but I don't think I would be killed because of my immune system. It's not 100% grand, but it's not, like, terrible. It's not, it do, it's not suppressed. I, I know that for sure. That is quite for sure. But, you know, during this time, you'd think that I would be trying to live my life to the fullest. Well, not to the fullest, because technically if we lived it to the fullest right now, then we would probably die because you'd go out and talk with people and have fun and do all that. But if you did that right now, you'd probably die. <laughs> well, I mean, not right now. When it spreads, you would probably die because there would be so many cases of it. But I, you'd think it would give you perspective and everything. And it does give me a little perspective. It makes me think, ooh, how would I survive the apocalypse? That'd be pretty neato to figure out how to do. But, oh, and by the way, no disrespect to anybody who has been harmed by the coronavirus or any person whose family member has been harmed by it, because that is very sad. I'm just talking in hypotheticals, and I realize that can be very, um, can be very hard for some people, and y'all don't have to listen to this week if you do. And, um, I hope that you do better if, if that is your case at the moment. <laughs> and, anywho, sorry. Well, not, I'm not sorry for saying that. I'm, that's actually, it needed to be said. But, um, <sighs> okay, back to, you know, the topic at hand, the coronavirus. I am concerned for all the schools and everything and my mom is a school nurse so she is more likely to be infected than probably anybody else that I know she's to the public and she has an autoimmune suppressive disorder and she's an older woman so that's not looking good for her I just mm. she also said that there was that 40 to 50% of all adults on earth are supposed to be 
affected by it by the time they're like well by the time they find a uh, a cure for it like a what's it called a vaccine yeah by the time they find a vaccine for it every, 50 to 40 percent of all adults on earth is supposed to be affected and about one percent of those 40 to 50 percent would die from it but that is before there was and that's when there will be a vaccine for it and everything but um i hope that doesn't happen you know numbers wise i really hope less people would be infected and everything because i mean they would be able to be treated and everything because the other 39 to 49 percent of people would be treatable but that one percent would be pretty sad but she my mama also said that um that more people die from the flu vaccine than people who will die from the coronavirus anywho that i could be blabbing out of my mouth i consider my mom usually <laughs> usually a good source but even if that isn't true which I'm fairly certain there is some truth in it. I haven't looked it up yet. This is why it's called free time. I just I just want to talk about my thoughts. I'm not making any claims here or anything. Just laying back and talking about what I talk about with my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but so even if that isn't true, it the thought of that is scary. Remember when there was this uh, video game called, I don't know, it was where you got to make your own plague, or not plague, but disease, and you would kill the entire human race with it because that's just the game. Um, but you got to name the, the thing, it could be a plague, it could be a... I don't know, it could be a virus, it could be some other pathogen, and you would upgrade the pathogen by earning points or whatever so that it would eventually destroy the human race, and it would show you statistics about how many people have been infected, how many people have died, how many people are left on earth for the game, and Whenever my mom was telling me those statistics, it really reminded me of that. And I was like, wow, we could be that real life issue. And if there isn't a vaccine for it, which I mean, I doubt there isn't one. Because, well, no, I, I hope there is one. <laughs> um, I hope that there is a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, well, I'm not saying I doubt that there isn't a vaccine because you never know and I, I, don't, I don't know it could be like the black plague which that scares me I don't want to be alive during a black plague who wants to do that not me <laughs> I really don't because that's just uh, I mean yes I know by the way I know it's not a plague it's a virus I get that. I'm I'm just making a comparison for everybody. And if you're saying, well, that was obvious. That was clear. Trust me, I've talked to people who that 
is not clear to and I don't know how they whatever everyone takes things differently <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just a little little angry <laughs> not at anybody listening to the podcast in the real life oh swell but <laughs> um anyway I forgot to mention last week in my podcast that my dog has a he has a Instagram profile. I'm sorry, I I should have started off with this, but I didn't. But he has an Instagram profile, and it's one night before Christmas, all of it lowercase, and the one is the number one, not the word one. The rest of it, it's lowercase, and it's spelled with words, and the night part is spelled with a K. So, I probably should have made it less complicated, but it's the first thing that came to mind, so whatever. But anywho, back to the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because I'm scared. Well, I'm not even laughing. I'm just kind of breathing and it kind of sounds like laughing, but it's not purposeful to sound like that. It's just more or less that happened. And how would people deal with a virus that could kill everybody? Because, I mean, obviously the coronavirus could turn into that if the if there was no vaccine for it. But I really hope it doesn't. And, you know, I saw this meme. Yes, I'm going to be that one person. I saw a meme and it said... For all of those people who didn't vaccine their kids, and then it showed the coronavirus, and then it was like natural selection, so that it would weed out the weak or whatever because it, their kids weren't vaccinated. <sighs> I just thought that was very controversial, so I was like, wowza, I want to share that. Not adding my, well, I can add my opinion on it. Should I? I'll do that at a different time. But I just wanted to add that in so when you get the free time, other than listening to this podcast, if you have more free time, you can go and look for that meme. Either you'll laugh it or hate or laugh at it or hate it. I don't know. I'm not telling you how to feel. You do you boo boo. But I will say, if those if uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I ooh, Here, one thing I will say is if there is a vaccine for it and it's tested and it's true, I, you best believe I'm going to get it because I'm not going to willfully let myself die. Whatever other people want to do, you do you, but... Mm. <laughs> um, anywho... In The Last Man on Earth, this Phil character, he, um, like I said, he's alone for two years because of a virus that took out literally everybody except for him and a few other people except you don't learn that until later on in the show and yeah, 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 yell at me for spoiling it. It's literally like the next episode he meets somebody or is it the first episode? I don't, I don't know, but he meets other people and all that good stuff. 
and um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Oof. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he meets other people eventually, and then the first person he meets, they're like, "Oh, we need to repopulate. Repopulation is the." game or not the game but you know what I mean like we need to repopulate the world we are the ones responsible for repopulating the world but they don't even realize hey if you start repopulating the world right now you're gonna have a lot of incest <laughs> like a lot of incest and that would be a biological dead end because all of y'all would get mutations and die <laughs> or at least you would not live happily and your children would be very, very, very deformed and have a lot of psychological issues because they had to date and marry their sister. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but eventually there are more people so they don't have to worry about that. They just have to worry about, hey, so now we have to get all of you people to want to have children. And then some people just don't want to have children, which respect. You know my opinion on that. It's very low because I do not want to. Even if we were the last people on Earth, I don't really think that I would, you know, try to repopulate because I wouldn't want to be the person in charge of the new world or whatever. I wouldn't want to deal with all that crap. So I would most likely just be like, Hey, yo, it's chill, we're the last two people, but also, like, do you really want to put children through that? I mean, I bet it happened a lot when, with our an ancestors and everything, but you really want to do that again just to keep this species going? I mean, we destroyed Earth in of itself. How about we just live our lives to the fullest and boom, boom, boom. Go out like, I don't know, go out like... Um, not like legends, because no one will remember us, but like, I don't know. Go out armed swinging without bringing somebody else down. That just doesn't seem right. I don't like the idea of it. But, anyway, there are also other issues, like farming, making sustainable life. Which, you know, those are all explained, well, not explained in the TV show, but, you know, they have episodes about how to do the, well, not how to do it, but, like, their responses to it and if they like doing, if they are gonna do it and all that good stuff. But for my opinion, which, of course, that's just what all of y'all love to hear, please notice I am... I, I am speaking in sarcasm. Do not think I am taking this seriously. Well, I, not that y'all love to listen to my opinion. I really doubt that is true. Um, I just like having people in the background, so I assume if somebody does listen to this, it's most likely just to be in the background for noise. Um, but anywho. Um, my opinion on agriculture and everything. So you can be nomads and live off the game of the world, even though in the Last Man on Earth, um, in that world, 
the animals and everything died, so he is literally the they could have just said the only thing on earth. Um but mm, what was I gonna say? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Either could be nomads, or I could be a, you know, just a regular farmer and all that good stuff. I'm sorry, there's a lot of blank spaces this week. I just haven't talked about it. I don't know. I, I have no excuse. Sorry. I just don't. I, I, I just, it's happening. And we gotta deal with it. <laughs> but anywho... Um, I know that there is two main things with farming. Number one, you have to be a good farmer and know how to farm. Number two, there are, a th there is a thing called the weather <laughs> and if you know how to farm right, you know how to survive through the weather and everything. However, in order to survive through number two, you have to survive through number one. And I do not have a clue about how to, you know, go through number one because I am not a good farmer. My grandfather, he is a farmer and he's probably very disappointed if he he doesn't listen to this but if he ever did listen to this he would be very disappointed because I don't know squat about farming I don't know any terminology I don't know how to do any of it then again he is also a hunter so he would be great at the end of the world he would be marvelous and know how to survive off the land how to just, you know, totally be self-sufficient and be able to successfully live on their own. However, there's me. I would not know how to do either of those because I simply am not that good at farming or being a nomad and hunting for food. What I know best is warming up ramen noodles in the microwave. <laughs> I'm joking, even though I'm not. I'm really not. It's just kind of sad because my grandpa is, like, so great at, you know, just being a totally rad farmer and everything, and I am just not good at it whatsoever. And I don't think anybody in my family is. I mean, my mom, no, she's not really a farmer because, you know, she's a nurse. But I bet she knows terminology and everything because, you know, she grew up with him. But, well, not with him, but he raised her. Um, but I wouldn't know how to survive. I would need somebody or I would have to survive off of just, I don't even know, man. I'd have to survive off of 
finding food, but one day it eventually all expired. So I'd have to be a farmer or something. I have gardened before, but um, the food I produced, which it was just vegetables, um, it was not very good. I had a zucchini plant and I had a, I had a lot of carrots. I had some radishes. I did have some yield to my farming escapades, but it was not, I could not live off of that and have that be my primarily, primarily source of food. Um, but the yield I did have, let me try and describe this, uh, the radishes was about the size of half of the tip of my thumb. So they're very tiny. And so were the carrots, except they weren't that small. They were about like the size of my pinky, maybe a little longer, but it was very thin. It was not, you know, any, it did not have girth. So it would not be very sustainable. But I did, my zucchini plant was kind of okay. I was going through a phase I really wanted another dog. Um, that, that was when I was like 13. We had a dog named Buddy then and he was a Yorkie Poo and he ended up passing away a few years after that but I wanted to have two dogs then and I didn't so I decided to mother plants like like Jenna did. Jenna Marbles, for those who don't know. But that was before she came out with her um, tour of her plants. I never got that idea from her because I was so far ahead. I'm joking. I wasn't that far ahead. I just had to keep myself busy because I was 13 and had nothing else to do or nothing else better to do with my time anyway. But... <laughs> I ended up doing that and my zucchini plant was not 100% great like I said before but it was the zucchinis were about the size of my middle finger and half a pinky I'd say it was that long and it wasn't girthy either but it kind of a zucchini. It, it, it was better than all my other efforts. And when I planted my zucchini plant, I did not suspect it to get so large. I did not know a zucchini plant is like a freaking bush. I didn't know this. I didn't know it was supposed to get that large. Like, somebody needed to warn me. I don't know. It should be on the packaging or something. Because I planted it in the backyard of our of my mom's apartment and stuff and it started overflowing the little the little a dirt bed I had it in and I didn't know what to do with it and my first dog was eating it and destroying it so I couldn't I didn't know what to do with it because it was overflowing so 
heads up for all the zucchini seed production companies, you need to put what the zucchini plant looks like on the outside of the product. Or, you know, I could have just researched more into the hobby before starting it. But I was so excited. I had a lot of, a lot of, um, what's the word? I had a lot of excitement for it. I really wanted to get into it. I had a lot of passion for it. There we go. That's the word. I was very passionate about gardening then. Um, which my grandpa was, um, proud of me then. He was like, did good. And then my garden died and we moved to a smaller apartment that could not sustain any life <laughs> when I was, uh, 14, 14. Oh my God. Dang, time flew by when I was little. Um, but, uh, yeah, we moved and there was no way I could plant any stuff anymore. So I have, I haven't had any experience since I was 13 years old and doing that little garden I had. And it's not that it, I bet you I have no recollection of any of the gardening skills I, I had. Because I did research some of what you needed to do because I didn't want to go in blindly. I just didn't research what the plants looked like. I just kind of assumed from memory that one thing geometry always taught me, never make assumptions or else you will die. <laughs> You need to have proof at every single step. <laughs> Good God. And I'm not saying that like I hate geometry. I actually, that was my favorite math subject because I liked having proof. And I don't like assumptions, even though sometimes, you know, I'm human. I assume some things. But it's not like life-threatening assumptions. It's like, oh, I bet a zucchini plant will look like this <laughs> without looking it up. Because, I don't know, I've been by my grandpa's farm before by visiting him, obviously, because I'm, he's my grandpa. Um, but, I don't know, I just, I didn't remember what the zucchini plant looked like then, or at least it just didn't hit me. <laughs> I did know that you needed to have only, like, one or two seeds near each other because they got big but I didn't know they got that big so I planted two and like one of them grew and to be honest I don't even know how my my garden survived I was 13 I yes I researched it but I was 13 still how did I make a fully producing crappy zucchini plant I don't even know how I remember my little radishes were like, I planted them all in this little face or whatever. And oh my God, looking back on it now, that's really cringy. Even now I know that you cannot fit 16 radishes in one little pot that I did. Like I told you, it's a miracle I, I ever got the zucchini plant to grow. But... I, I technically followed the rules in the planting packet. It said, like, do it by one inch by one inch or whatever. But I didn't, 
account for its growth or like the girth of it. So technically it did grow, it just wasn't girthy. And it wasn't very helpful whatsoever. So, but I called the, uh, my radishes my little babies. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I call everything a little baby. Well, I don't call everything my little baby because I don't like babies. But anything that isn't a baby is my baby. <laughs> I'm joking. Not everything. Just my dogs. Well, not dogs. I don't have plural yet <laughs> it's not gonna be anytime soon but um it'll be when i'm ready and you know plants like a living thing any living thing that isn't a baby is my baby if there was a baby that i had to care of like my niece she was lovely wonderful she wasn't my baby because she technically was not my baby. She was my sister's and well, my brother's baby. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't think I could see myself doing. I didn't see myself doing that. It was just more like, oh, cool, that's Harper. Like I don't know, like a person. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Oh yes, you see baby as person, except then you see dogs and or any other living creature. Maybe even like a fish as a baby. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it properly. You can call me a weirdo. I could care less. <laughs> but, anywho. <sighs> That's my gar gardening escapades. I kind of wish... I was able to have a garden right now. I have just enough room for my, well, I have enough room so I can take out my dog to pee, but I can't plant anything because of how the apartment is situated. Um, it's just not done geometrically correct for me to be able to get optimum sun for the garden. But anywho, if I did have a garden at the end of the world, it would most likely produce very minimal results and it would not be very sufficient off for me to live off of. But that does not stop me from saying I would try. <laughs> I definitely would try. Because, I mean, I think that's smarter than being nomadic. Because if you're a nomadic, then, yeah, you have to always be on the move. And, I mean, that's a great way not to get not to get obese or anything. But at the same time, I would much rather have a place to call home. Even though my parents, we were a military family, I, I'd much rather, like, to just stay in one place. I've had enough moving around in my life. I'm done with that crap. <laughs> well, technically I'm not yet, but that's mainly because I still need to move. Not with parents, obviously, but just need to move to a different place soon because do not like where I'm living currently. It is not where I want to be. 
mainly because I don't like it here. But I think I've said that five times already. But if I were to try to live nomadically, that would mean that I would have to, you know, hunt for animal and prey and all that good stuff that goes back to the primal ways of humans. <laughs> Go back to the primitive ways of eating and, well, killing and eating your supper. But I don't think I could do that. Whenever I go to the store and I see the fish section and I see that there are fish in little bags and you can see their face and you have to chop them up to eat them and cook them, that makes me want to be vegan. <laughs> Even though I am not vegan, I will not ever eat something when I see its face. That just, I cannot stare something in its eyes and just go, oh, you did because of me, bro. Now, I can definitely eat something that's already pre-cut because I don't feel that bad. Because it's like, oh, it's already pre-cut. I don't have to do anything. It's not my fault. But whenever it isn't pre-cut, I'm faced with the reality of, oh my god, I did this to another living being and it's all my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel grand. But, you know, it's fine because I can just, I don't have to eat anything that has a face and I will never do that. The only time the only thing that doesn't look like a face to me is like an octopus face. Which I don't think I've even eaten an octopus face. I know my mom likes calamari and all that good stuff. Maybe one time in her life she was like, hey you should eat this or whatever. And I may have eaten it as a kid, but I mean, I don't even know if I would eat that because it would have a little face if it were, if it were a little baby octopus. I don't even know. I haven't been faced with that situation, so I'll just, I'll wait and make sure that I don't ever be faced with that situation. <laughs> Sadly. But anyway... Going back to nomadic living, I do not think that would be very productive for me. I would go around the woods carrying my bow and arrow or a shotgun or something, and then I would get so close to having dinner, and then I would wimp out and I'd cry about it for hours, and then I'd be like, dang, I'm really hungry, I need to go eat, and then I'd go back, I'd wimp out, cry for hours, and then rinse and repeat for another few days and then guess what already dead boom natural selection human humanity was meant to die um but no it's not it's just... and i also there is there has been a <laughs> in the tv show the amazing world of gumball I used to watch as a little kiddo. Um, it there was this episode 
where uh, there was an episode where uh, <laughs> I don't know what his name is. There is this robot, Bobbert. I think it was Bobbert. Well, he, um, they were playing some game with him, whatever the cat's name was, and Darwin. I remember Darwin because I had a, I had a lizard named Darwin, and then he accidentally died. That made me really sad. Um, but, so, oh, yeah, Gumball. That's what his name was. <laughs> named after the freaking show and I don't even remember his name god um but so they were hanging out with Bobber and Bobber they learn they can program him to do stuff or whatever for him or for themselves and they're like ooh let's take advantage of this and uh, I don't remember but somehow they trained him, or they, or, or not ordered, programmed him to destroy all viruses. And so he's, I don't remember what he did to go and make humanity die, but he was like, I have to kill humanity because it is a virus to the earth, or whatever. And so... He w he ended up trying to destroy humanity because they thought that humans were the virus that was destroying the earth and needed to be ridded. And to be honest, they weren't off. We have destroyed the planet. Destroyed all the ozone layers. Destroyed all the food. Well, not food. Destroyed all the animals, their habitats, their ecosystems. To be honest, if Mother Nature just showed up and was like, yo, y'all need to go, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, had a nice run. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, my time, even though I wasted it. But, you know, wasted time still time. And I'm going to have to be alright with that. Um, but anyway, Humanity is really, like, just the leech on the earth. We suck out all its resources and the blood and life of it so we can live off of it. And then what happens whenever the leech doesn't have anything to suck or hold on to to eat? That's right, the leech dies. So, at some point we're all destined to die because we're all that leech on earth sucking out its blood unless like other leeches we latch on to another planet and then we suck all the life out of that one and then we keep on doing this rinse and repeat for many millennia until eventually there might not be anything left or there's a black hole that kills us all or there's a coronavirus or alien life could want to take us out who knows, man? We could be a different species ruling later on. There could be hybrids of us. <gasps> That'd be so snazzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it'd be snazzy to have a hybrid baby with an alien. Be like, yo. Yo. You're pretty chill. And guess what? 
You're also out of this world. If you couldn't hear that, that was me slamming my desk to the bottom. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> but the idea of alien life is very, very interesting and promising to me. I'm sorry, I went from the coronavirus to alien life. But, you know, virus, human beings, aliens, and, you know, it all could be part of the, I don't know. I was about to say, it could be all part of, be part of a conspiracy. But I, uh, conspiracies are, eh. They're fun to listen to. It's, it's fun to have the idea that, oh yeah, what if things aren't what they really are? Because, I mean, that's basically what I think about most of the time. Not conspiracy theories. Even though there are a few that are fun to talk about. But, like, the idea. What I like to do is, like, I like to talk in hypotheticals a lot. And some of the people that hang out with me are like, are you serious? It's not going to happen. You don't need to talk about it. I don't... And I'm like, wait, no, but what if? <laughs> and then they're like, well, just what if you stay in the present? And I'm like, shh, shh. And, um... <laughs> um... Speaking of a conspiracy theory, here's the real conspiracy theory. I'm going to be blocked out for talking about this. Ooh, Shane Dawson is quaking. <laughs> I'm joking. But, so, I'm going to talk about this without having 20,000 different background noises of... Like, lay, lay off a little, Shane. Lay off a little. <laughs> it's all just for... It's all for jokes. <laughs> but, anywho, the real conspiracy is women's pockets. I don't remember who told me about this, but I remember somebody told me about how ridiculous women's pockets are. And it is about how small they are. And it just irritates the heck out of me. I, I don't understand why. Why? Well, I mean, I understand why. But, like, seriously, society, you want to get even more money out of women so that they buy purses because their pockets are literally made half the size of men's. That is a cold hard fact. There's no wiggle room around there. You cannot get away from the fact that women's pockets are designed smaller than men's. And as you know, the world runs on money. So what's the best explanation of this? Why would they be made smaller than usual pants? You know, it would make sense that, you know, having bigger pants would, you know, be better purpose. You know, you can put all your stuff in there, be a whole lot more consumer happy. And then some people would argue like, Oh, well, if they have bigger pockets, then they won't be as slick as they are. Like, they won't be as tight as they are on women's legs or whatever because they don't look at, it doesn't look as good or whatever. Now, listen up. Listen up. If you can get a pocket to look nice under a thin piece of jean that is up against a woman's leg, then I bet you, you can make it look nice just a little bit farther down to meet to the size of a men's pocket. 
you can do that, mar marketing companies. There's no one telling you you can't. There's nobody telling you, hey, you should do this, except for the purse companies. Because guess what? Women's don't have big enough pockets. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're going to make a social construct so that we can make more money off of women who, you know, back in the days where women did not have as many rights, they were born to have babies. Basically it. Born to have baby boys. Which is, of course, depressing. But the thing is, they would have to live off of their husband. Ugh. I hate saying it. Um, but so, it's just And I'm not like, ooh, feminists are better. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, women are better than men. Blah, blah, blah. No, just shut up. We're all humans. Just let me buy bigger pocket pants. Just let me do it. Just let me do it. I don't want to have to go in the men's section every single time. I want a pair of pants that fit me and provide enough pockage so that I, the customer, can indeed go throughout my day without, you know, having to hold 5,000 things. But maybe purses, you know, let's be optimistic. Maybe purses were made in order for I don't know, pregnant women, I don't know, maybe they thought it would be better to redistribute it on an arm or something, even though it doesn't make much sense if they were to redistribute it, it should be equal on both sides. Um, but, nope, no. So that's where my theory of the fact that women's pockets are small is directly correlated with the you know, purse industry. <laughs> That's just called facts. <laughs> because guess who makes more money from those small pockets? The purse industry. If you had a bigger pair of pockets, I bet you, you would not be buying a purse. Because that is the entire reason I am not buying a purse, ever. My mother bought me purses when I was little. I do not ever want a purse from anybody. And I will stand by that for many, many years. And you want to know how many years that is? That are, that, that is? How many years that are? I don't know. How many years that I will stand by that? Until my grave. Because I do not want to buy into that crap. That literally is made to take advantage of women's pockets. It's just irritating. It's irking. It's manipulative. I do not want to buy into something that is literally made to make money off of something else. If I'm ever going to buy something to accommodate for the women's pockets, it may be a women's pockets made a little bigger, even though it'll probably be expensive as crap. Because guess 
But they're still going to do it. I would much rather put my money into that. But that's the most you would ever see me buying into that bullcrap. Because I'm just most likely going to be buying from the guy section. And don't mind me when my butt doesn't look nice from skinny jeans. Guess whose fault that is? The company's. If you would have just made those skinny jeans more useful, I would have used them. I'm one of those people, if it's not useful, what's the point in it? I, I don't understand. <laughs> there is no use to have it around or to use it. And I'm not saying that's with everything in life, but like generally, if there's not a use for it, there's no need to buy into it or support it. And by the way, like I said, a use could be, you know, emotional. I'm not saying like manipulative emotional use. No, I mean like to make someone else happy or like to make yourself feel a little better during the day. Not like anything like terrible. I mean like, oh my God, I shouldn't use the word use. It's like, I don't know, just be as a person. And, you know, live not terribly, but, like, if there's stuff lingering in your life, don't just leave it there and, like, don't buy into stuff that's just trying to make you money. Like, just trying to steal your money. There's, there's no use. If it sounds too good to be true, 90% of the time, 99% of the time, probably too good to be true when it comes to money wise oh you win the lot well maybe if you oh you think you're gonna win the lottery you're gonna get you're probably not gonna win the lottery I mean that's great to stay positive I mean go go get them attitude but that does not mean you need to depend on your lottery tickets in order to get by that is unhealthy it is that can become a, an addiction very quickly and it would not be very helpful for anything and that's uh i know i'm comparing a um well i'm not comparing a an addiction to i'm not comparing an addiction to to women's pockets no it's not that serious. I, I'm just saying, in general, if it's not helpful, it, it's most likely not good for you because it's not helpful. And try to have things in your life that make you happy and not depressed. And I'm sorry, I went on a big rant. That's, you know what, whatever. That's what happens here. But... One moment real quick. My computer is literally on 1%. And I don't feel like going downstairs. So I'm going to stop the recording and then start it again. So that I can um, make sure I at least get this if it gets corrupted. And I'm going to start right back. Alright, I'm back. So if that other thing gets corrupted, then I'll be chill. I just have to... I have like five more minutes of recording. I think so. Yeah. Sorry. I was very off topic. I should have charged it, but side note with raising 
little uh, knight Aiden, the pupper, um, he has been trying to go up the stairs a lot, and uh, I'm current. I currently have someone watching him, and I didn't. He is trying to get into wires, which that is absolutely petrifying, and I do not want him to ever get into wires. So I have his harness on him, not right now. Well. He, the person watching him probably does because, you know, so he can, they can watch him. Um, but yeah, his little get up is a harness and then this little leash. It's not like a retractable leash. It's just a regular leash. And it is to where you can like put it around your waist and they can just walk with you. So I'm starting to do that so that he can be within my sight at all times instead of going near electrical outlets or cords because that's what he was starting to do like a little baby and he's started fussing a lot like a little baby he got really angry and he was like no why did you restrict my movement and being fair i probably shouldn't have you know let him have free roam and Finn did this because that probably feels really bad for him right now and I feel bad for that because that's just my mistake but I'm trying I am trying to learn my, to the my best of my abilities on how to help not how to help well I mean helping is great but that's not what I mean I mean how to you know raise him properly and you know oh my god I sound like an actual mom even though I mean that's what dog moms are for see I am you know I had this whole thing about me not wanting to be a mom but I will be a dog mom gladly any day I don't have any objections to that I plan on being the dog mom to many dogs not at the same time, over time, because I do not want to have that. I'm sorry, I went from the Corona writers back to my dogs. You know how my mind just floats back to what I know not keeps me entertained, because I don't have my dogs to keep me entertained, to what I love, <laughs> my little doggos. Um, but anywho, back to the coronavirus, I wouldn't survive if it were if there were no vaccine because I just <laughs> I would not know how to and I probably need to take some survival classes or whatever but to be honest eh, eh. the most depressing thing about the apocalypse would be that there wouldn't be dogs I know that is a very me thing to say I didn't say mean. I said me, M-E. But that's just very depressing because they've evolved to be with us for the rest of our lives and then they just get shot out like in the dark and that would just be very depressing. <sighs> well, I mean, that could be like with any other species like a snake. Side note, my friend, she was super into snakes and 
somehow got me kind of thinking a snake was cute because it was wearing a little hat. Look up snakes with hats. That's actually cute. I, I don't know how. I don't know how she did it, but dang, dang. I'm not proud, but like, that's some skill. <laughs> because I didn't ever want to think a snake was like a little cute small bean because I don't want a snake. I still don't want a snake, but changed my view of them. I used to be terrified of them. Now I'm kind of indifferent and it makes me sad. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Um, my thing's on 0%. So I hope you enjoyed your time with me. I enjoyed my time with you. Um, il mio free time e suo free time. Bye.